Thank you for listening to the Destin Youth Podcast. I have no idea why I'm talking like this, but apparently this is how most bumpers are supposed to sound. And now, let's begin. I don't think that's how you should talk, though. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Destin Youth Podcast. Um, I'm Michael, and I'm here with a very special guest, my good friend, Bryce Holmes. Welcome to the show, Bryce. Man, it's so good to be here. So I'm uh, very happy to be here. Uh, such an honor and a privilege to be able to to share on your podcast here. Oh, man. Same to you, man. I really appreciate it. Um, So just a little background. Uh, I started talking to Bryce about a year ago, and um, he's been a big help in my dealing with fear of ministry. Uh, I don't have that fear anymore, but I think it's fair. I think it's a good thing to note that um, if I had started this up a year ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to keep doing it just because of the level of like disdain I had for it. And uh, I'm going to let you guys hear what he has to say. We're going to ask him some questions and just to kind of get a feel for who he is and all that kind of stuff. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So you you go to uh, Pastor uh, Ronnie Howard Brown Church, right? Yes, I do. I uh, I attend uh, the River at Tampa Bay Church, and I'm um, actually enrolled uh, in the Bible school there, River University. And so I'm in my uh, my second year there right now. Mm-hmm. Is it a two year program? Uh, it's a three year program. Okay. Uh, so you have two years of two years of actual classes, and then a third year, uh, which is a full year, not just an academic year, but a full year of internship where you're uh, plugged in uh, in a department under a pastor and stuff, and you're getting hands-on ministry experience. Okay. So so who are you under right now? Uh, well, right now I'm in my second year, but um, usually all this kind of have a pastor that they're, you know, more close to or that they work with. So I actually work with um, Pastor Alan Hawes, and he is uh, the youth pastor there. So, oh, okay, so you kind of which got... is perfect because yeah, because I'm you know I feel called into youth ministry, and so it's great that they're able to you know place uh, you in under people who are doing what you feel called to do, and that's kind of the whole goal of the school. So that's really cool. That, that's how you know it was God. Uh, yeah. So, like, what is obviously not everybody um, that's listening to this goes to the river. So, can you kind of give us like. Uh, kind of a behind the scenes, like look into what the service is like when you're in there in person. Yeah. So it's, man, it's so awesome. Um, Pastor Rodney, uh, man of God, I mean, major, major man of God, major, you know, general in the faith. And, um, and so he's, he does the Sunday morning services, Sunday night and stuff. And um, he's just, he's always speaking exactly what the Lord uh, gives him to say and everything and um and sometimes that's like he has a message prepared uh for it and he preaches that message sometimes he'll have a message prepared and you know the holy spirit mid-service will be like i want you to talk about this and he says that it's all about just the flow and about letting the holy spirit do what he wants to do because it's the holy spirit's service it's not his service right and um and so he'll completely go off his notes and uh and just Spirit saying exactly what what the Holy Spirit wants him to say, and there's so much. There's word, but there's also power with the word, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because you need both in a service. It's it's a very important to have the word and the power. I mean, if you have, he says, if you have too much pla- uh, power, uh, you'll you'll blow up. But if you don't have any power, you dry up. Uh, wow. If you just have the word without the power, and so 
So yeah, you've got to have the both the word and the power together, and that's in the word even says that. Um, so wow, that's but, yeah, there's a there's a great combination. Yeah, there's a great combination of both him preaching the word and then preaching, you know, with the power, with the anointing and stuff. And so many, you know, many times he's going to lay hands on on everyone there, and so it's a great uh, time of impartation, you know, for whatever you're believing for. Uh, whatever God has for you, that service. So it's a it's it's an amazing experience. And if you if people listening, if you haven't uh, been down to the river of Tampa Bay, I would definitely if you're hungry for for more of God, hungry for the Word of God, hu- uh, hungry to experience His presence, I would definitely recommend uh, going and checking out the church down there. That's really good, man. Um, so kind of give us like a little bit of like background into who you are. Uh, how did you get involved with Pastor Ronnie and all that kind of stuff? Well, my parents, um, they have their own ministry and stuff, uh, traveling as, as missionaries. And then my dad also a, a pastor and, um, and they had me and everything. And they all, you know, I was born into the ministry, had my first birthday overseas in India, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, so, you know, yeah, straight out of the, straight out of the womb and into, into ministry is <laughs> pretty funny, but, um, so, but in, uh, 2003, I believe, 2000, uh, maybe 2004, mm-hmm. 2004, uh, my parents felt to go down to the river Tampa Bay. They were in Oklahoma at the time mm-hmm. and, uh, they laid down their ministry, felt that they needed to just come under pastors Rodney and Adonica, uh, and join the river church down there, uh, just to kind of like lift up their hands, support their vision and everything. So they lay down their ministry and they do that. And, um, so they're made there and then shortly after my dad's the dean of the bible school down there okay so they did for about, about 14 years and then um after that in 2018 is when my parents felt uh it was time to go you know resume their ministry and so we moved up to tennessee which is where we felt the lord wanted us to go mm-hmm. and we started a church here and it was four years ago and uh it's been really ever since but we've connected with the river. I mean, our church here is the river of tri cities. And so it's just like a branch of the river of Tampa Bay. Uh, and so we're still connected down there. My parents come down there for every, uh, ministers and leaders conference, every camp meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're still very, very connected, even though, you know, we're a few States away, oh, but we've been connected for basically my whole life. All that I can remember, you know, I've been in. Hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah. I, 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 that's one thing is like growing up as a, um, you know, growing up in church, you see all the ins and outs, mm-hmm. or even if you didn't grow up in like a, a, a pastor's family, or whatever, you kind of just see how ministry goes. Sometimes it looks stressful and other times it doesn't. And so it can, yeah. the enemy can kind of come in and, uh, make you think like, ain't nothing here for you, bro. Even if God called you, you might as well just go do something else. Cause this is only for the people that you know, if they want to pray for 20 hours a day, you know what I'm saying? And uh, mm-hmm. watching people like Rodney, Pastor Rodney is like, and you see him off stage and off camera and he's a, you know, he seems like he's just having a time of his life. And obviously you probably mm-hmm. know more about that than I do because, you know, you're always there. So it's like, uh, do you see him being, um, he doesn't come off as like, super stress and all that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely not. You know, 
he um even in his camp meetings uh, which are you know eight services uh well uh, eight days and so we have 16 services because they're morning and night meetings mm-hmm. um he says that it's a time of refreshing for him because while he's ministering he's being ministered to by the holy spirit wow. and so the holy spirit um, refreshes us and it, not just for pastor rodney just in anyone's christian life you know the holy spirit is there he's He's your comforter, but he also refreshes you. Mm-hmm. And um, and so he, you know, he never gets stressed or anything. He just lets the Holy Spirit do the work inside him and wow. stuff. And and none of the pastors there are stressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, there are times where it's, you know, more difficult when it comes to like the working aspect of ministry, because to have a successful ministry, you have to put in work. Yeah. So, you know, with anything, you have to put in work if you want it to be successful. But the actual, he said, the actual ministering part of it, he said, that's the fun part. Oh yeah, I you know. <laughs> but still, you know, he doesn't allow himself to be stressed and everything, and he lets the Holy Spirit do a work inside him. But I mean, he also does practical things like take vacations and stuff. I think that's necessary for any minister. And so, you know, I don't want people to get an idea in their head that that a minister just is just going, going, going all the time. You know, there's a time to work, and there's then there's a time to have fun and relax. And you know, people yeah. do do that, and you take take some time to relax, and then but once you get back keep smacking it, keep doing what you're doing. So, yeah, I think I've always felt like a, an a admiration and a respect for people, like especially ministries that mm-hmm. where it's like the Lord has to tell them to take a vacation. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. want to, yeah. you're just so in love with what you're doing. It's like, but Lord, we got souls to save. It's like, yeah, but you can't save no souls if you're in a coffin. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. Yeah. It's like, that's one thing I've always prayed about is like, man, I want to build my, I want God to help me build my life to just, you know, where I don't even want to take a vacation. Like he has to tell me mm-hmm. to go take a vacation. Yeah. 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 No, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I'm going to let you just go ahead and I'm going to let you loose and you tell the people about uh, how God called you to the ministry and just, I mean, and if you feel led to minister to the people, you know, just go and do what you got to do, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, like he was saying, you know, I feel called into the ministry, specifically youth ministry, but it wasn't always like that. You know, growing up in a Christian home, um, my parents were ministers. My father's parents before him were also ministers. And so, you know, my whole family has pretty much been involved in the ministry. Um, Even my aunts and uncles are also, you know, in ministry. And I think that's that's an amazing thing um, because doing ministry with your family really is an amazing thing. But, you know, I just, I just never wanted to go into ministry. And um, like he was saying, you know, being around the ministry for so long, you see the the good, the bad, and the ugly, all the behind the scenes and everything. And so you see how, you know, like I would see how my parents, you know, got treated good and bad um because of their position and everything and i and i saw like everything all the hard work that my dad had to do and everything and it just ministry was never appealing to me and it wasn't something that i wanted to do what i wanted to do was you know maybe go into real estate or something um but around the the end of my junior year uh going into the summer right before my senior year i told God, you know, that I was going to seek him and seek his will for my life because I didn't really know what I was going to do going into my senior year. And of course you want to be prepared because you've got all those people asking you, you know, Oh, what are you doing? Uh, 
after after high school and everything, where are you going to college and everything? So you want to have answers for those things. And so I was like, okay, well, I know that God knows what I'll be doing. And I want to do what he wants me to do. I want his will for my life. And I want to fulfill exactly what he wants me to do. And so, you know, I laid everything down. I said, God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. Not your will, uh, not my will, but yours be done. And I laid everything down. And, you know, I also said, even if it is ministry that you want me to do, I will do it. And um, and so laid everything down, even me not wanting to go into ministry. And uh, I just said, I'll do what you want me to do. And so I took that whole summer and I just saw after him, sought after his word. I was in revival meetings, you know, all summer going to, to different churches and everything because my parents were traveling a little bit. And um, and it was, a, it was a really great summer. And it came kind of towards the end, and I didn't, still didn't really feel any certain direction and stuff. Like I said, I wanted to go into like real estate and stuff, but I wasn't sure if that's what God wanted for me. And nothing was really opening up um, anyway. And so, you know, just continued seeking and uh, went down to the river because we were up here in Tennessee for um, the youth week that they have there, which is uh, ages 13 to 19 years old. And, um, went down there and I had the expectation that I would hear from God. I was like, God, this is my week. I was like, by the end of this week, I'm going to know exactly what you have for me. And, um, you know, you, to the people listening, you can do that too with, with any service, with anything that you're believing for, you can say, father, this is my service. I'm going to receive exactly what you have for me in this service. You know, never go into a church service, never go into your devotional time thinking that you're not going to receive something from God, because in his, in his presence, there's fullness of joy in his presence is where you receive anything that you, you could ever need because Jesus is all that you could ever need. And, um, and he possesses everything. And he said that he'll give you the desires of your heart. And, um, and so if there's something that you're believing for, you know, expect it, expect that it's going to happen. That's faith is putting the word into action. And, um, and so anyway, so I was, you know, expecting that I would hear from God. And it was Wednesday night. And uh, I remember where uh, offering had just been taken up and they were playing the song that our uh, previous uh, youth worship leader, Rom DaCosta, who now works for Jonathan Shuttlesworth at Revival Today. Hey. He wrote a song called, called Here Am I. And, um, and that song had just always, you know, touched me. And I, I never really know why, but, but that night they were playing it and the presence of God was so strong. You know, there was just, there was something about it, something different. And I just, I was just weeping there with my arms lifted, you know, just worshiping God. Um, but it was really the cry of my heart that I was speaking out because the song goes, here am I, Lord, send me to the brokenhearted. Uh, and then you see, it says, I hear the cry of a generation crying out in desperation only for you. And then I was just singing that with my with my arms up, with my eyes bawling. And I was like, because that was the cry of my heart. And I really did want to see my generation touched and changed. And so Pastor Allen takes the stage, calls out a kid, prophesies over him, lays hands on him, turns around. And I'm sitting on the, the right side of the sanctuary. And he, he kind of turns to my direction. And he goes, same word for you, Bryce. He goes, the Lord's calling you out. He's not calling you to be alone, but he's calling you to lead. And you're going to leave thousands of young people and it'll start in your high school. It'll go into your colleges. It'll go into the county. It'll follow into your state and everything. And he just, you know, prayed for me, uh, laid, laid hands on me. And I was just, I fell to the ground. I was bawling, but it was while I was on the ground 
that I felt the call to go into youth ministry. And what was completely amazing, and this is a miracle that took place, is that my desire to not want to go into ministry completely changed to where ministry was all that I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was go into ministry. All I wanted to do was see my generation changed. Yeah. And so the Lord can do that for you. I mean, whatever it is, maybe maybe there are things that you don't even want to do. The Lord can completely turn that around if you'll just seek after him, if you'll lay your will down and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And so if you want to see that happen, you can do the same thing that I did. Come with the expectation that you're going to hear from God. Lay down your will and take up his will. And so... That was what that was what I did, and uh, and so now you see the result. Now I'm I'm in Bible school and um, ministering to youth, you know, on a daily basis. My job there is to go into the high schools um, and tell kids about Jesus, wow. and and we've seen so many people from the start of uh, the school year. I'm trying to think, uh, in a year, it's been like a, about uh, almost a full year now. We have seen over fifteen thousand young people in the high schools and college campuses give their lives to Christ. That's awesome. And it, it's been, it's been so amazing. And doors mm-hmm. have opened. We've been able to to talk to and disciple um, actually on a regular basis, football teams, basketball teams, track teams, wrestling teams. You know, it's just, it's so amazing what the Lord is doing. Um, and I'm not alone in doing it, but I'm a part of it. But if I hadn't been obedient to God, like I wouldn't have been a part of that. But now you see that because I was obedient, because I laid down my will, like this is all that's happening. Yeah. And it's been a great, a great change in in our high schools and everything. You know, we're seeing kids set on fire. We're, we're seeing revival come to the high schools in uh, in our area of Florida, which is it's amazing. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's kind of my testimony of, of going into ministry and everything. Wow. So. Actually, when we first talked, uh, it it was this is way more dynamic than the first time. Um, I'm hearing things that I probably didn't hear the first time either, so that's probably it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm I mean, I'm a result of him laying down his will. Seriously, guys, I mean, I was one of those people that was not interested in it either. I I I fought it. I mean, tears tears coming down my face. Like I don't want to do man. Why did you call me, man? I was mad at God all my life because I'm like, man, you, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess I identify with like people like Jesse Duplantis because he always talked about how mm-hmm. he, he felt God following him, even as a sinner. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I never went into like, I don't want to say I never went into sin because I did have my time where I tried to fit in. But even when I cussed, yeah. like, it just burned my mouth. Like I was like, oh, God, mm-hmm. man, I just want to cuss, man, you know, and. <laughs> My friends were all unsaved. They they went to church, but they, you know, you could tell they just didn't care. And I'm, I couldn't fit in with those people. And it, and it irritated mm-hmm. me, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, it was last year, like I said, guys, and I, I saw this guy's post on Instagram and he's talking about, you know, how God changed his heart about wanting to go into ministry. And I just, I was gravitated toward it. And, uh, and uh, it was like, he was talking about basically how, Everything you just heard, and I put a comment down. And I said, "Man, this made me feel a little bit better." And, and he was like, "Hey, if you need to talk, just DM me." And you know, here we are, like twenty million DMs later, and he's on the podcast. <laughs> but like, genuinely, like, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm either like, I had a similar experience. So like, um, and Bryce knows this, but for those of you that are listening, uh. This guy came to our church. His name is Pastor Amba Silva. 
I think it's Silver, Silver, something like that. He's up in <laughs> Canada. I've never heard of this guy. And so I'm, I do part of the camera work media team for my church or whatever. And, um, I turn off the camera cause we're done shooting for the day. And he calls up all the people who need prayer. So I go up and I'm thinking I'm going to go up to, cause I want, I don't want to wear my glasses anymore. Like if I wear glasses, I want it to be for style, not because I need them. <laughs> and when <laughs> man, he, I go up there. And he tells me, yeah, the Lord's telling you, you're going to be a mouthpiece for God. He said to young people, I said, what? Now I'd heard this before, but it was always like, mm-hmm, it's all over you, baby. You know, but I never heard of it. Like <laughs> to the degree, like for young people. So when he said that, all I could think about was all the young people that, that were like just destroyed by Satan. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know. It put like this, this anger in my heart, but at the same time, like, um, I went out, I, I fell under the power. Like that was, that was a given. Then he tells me to get back up and he says, I'm anointing you for ministry right now. So at that moment, I'm like, well, okay. I, it's not like a question of if I'm going into ministry, I'm just going to have to do it. Mm. And he put this all in my head. My head starts burning and I'm sitting here like, maybe I'm allergic. You know, I don't know. Like <laughs> it's, it's new. And I'm like, I'm laughing uncontrollably, guys. Like I'm kicking and screaming at the front of the church. And everybody's looking at me like I'm like a crackhead that got saved. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I got up off that floor and I felt like a million bucks, man. And I was, the fear for ministry was gone. And here I am and praise God that I'm here now. And I'm just here like ministering to people. I, I get comments almost all the time talking about, man, this was really, I needed this and thanks for the message and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's all because of this man's obedience right here to obey the will of God. Had he not done that? Like, that's the part right there. And it goes all the way back to whoever was before him, before him. But like mm-hmm. God used Bryce guys to, to minister to me. I, you know what I'm saying? And I was going to say something else. There's a, there was something I was thinking about. Oh, here it was. So another thing I that bothered me was when I started out in ministry was the enemy came up to me and was like, you see how late you started? You got people that are 17, mm-hmm. 18 years old that are in ministry right now taking the gospel. And you out here mm-hmm. just starting out, you late, son. I'm like, and I actually got like a little upset for like about four seconds. And I'm like, yo, he's right. Ah. Oh, I'm late, Lord. I'm sorry. And the Lord was like, no, I got you right where I want you. Like, calm down, though. Mm-hmm. It's all good. You know, like, yep. that's how he talks to me. So I was like, okay, no, I'm good. Like, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And uh, I remember one day I got so excited. I was like, God called me to ministry. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, like a couple hours later, actually, this was, de- this was the last day of the year, uh, 2022. And somebody messaged me talking about me doing, like, something for TV. Like what? I don't even know if I'm gonna do it yet. But it's like, like you know what I'm saying? Like it happens so quick. You know what I mean? And it's like local television, but it's still like mm-hmm. I don't even. I never even asked God to be on television. Yeah. Now whether or not it ha- it comes to fruition is not on my business. But it's the idea like God saw my heart and was like, let's see how He responds to this part, like to the next yeah. elevation, the next expansion, or whatever. So. I mean, like, all I'm saying is, man, I'm so thankful for what you did, Bryce. It, it helped me out so much. And thank you for availing yourself to all my 
crazy questions and you know things <laughs> I probably should know by now, but you know, it's it's no, not a good it's time. All good. Yeah, yeah, I mean all all glory to God. Oh yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I'm so thankful to God for you, man. And uh do you have anything else that you would like to say to the people? Maybe you want to say like a prayer or whatever? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um and let me say this uh, before I pray for y'all. Uh many times, you know, we're just kind of sitting there and and waiting on God, like waiting for him, <laughs> you know, to call us, but but every Christian is called to do the work of of uh the of an evangelist. And, um, and it says that in the word. And so if you feel like maybe, maybe you are called into ministry, don't just sit there and stuff, go out, go win souls and everything, because it's all about souls. Souls are the only thing that you can take to heaven with you. You can't take anything else here on earth, but you can take souls. And it says all of heaven rejoices over one sinner coming to Christ. And so if you feel called, like you might be feel called into ministry, then you need to go out. You need to win souls. You need to be reading your Bible. Or studying the word, and you need to be praying because if you are called into ministry, you'll always be doing those three things throughout your ministry. And so, don't wait on God. Go and do those things. And many times, it's while you're doing those things that you feel the call into ministry, and the doors start opening up and stuff. And if you are, if you do feel like called into ministry, and you're running from it, stop running from it. This is exactly what God has for you. He's giving you everything that you need to be able to fulfill the call of God on your on your life. Amen. And so. So stop running from it and start chasing it. Yeah. Start chasing the call of God. Lay everything down. Lay your own will down and say, not my will, but yours be done. You know, even Jesus had to do that. Jesus didn't want to go on the cross and die for your sins, but he did. He says he was obedient unto death. And look at what happened now. Now, because of his obedience, we're able to all be here today. We're all saved. We're all covered in the blood. We're able to have communion and uh, community with our Father. We have a one-way line of communication to our father that wouldn't be um possible without jesus and so because of jesus's obedience people have are coming to christ are coming to to the father and because of your obedience people can come to jesus as well and so so i'm going to pray for you right now father i thank you for every person that's listening to this father i thank you whether they know the plan of god for their life or not father i thank you that you would continue to show them what your plan is for their life Father, I thank you that they wouldn't run from it, but instead they would chase it, that they would go and do everything that you've called them to do, that they would do mighty exploits in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you that your spirit is in them, your spirit is with them. Father, I thank you that your anointing to do what you've called them to do is upon them in Jesus' mighty name, that they would carry it, that they would know that they possess your power, that they would know that you possess your spirit, that they possess your anointing, and that there would be a powerful powerful anointing on their lives that signs and wonders would follow them in jesus mighty name and so we praise and we worship and we thank you for doing this in jesus mighty name amen amen well you guys heard it here and uh before we end this i want to give an altar call to anybody who is struggling with not just ministry but dealing with you know life's tragedies maybe the reason you fell away from church is because you know, life happened and the devil came and destroyed your family. Listen, God is not behind that. And God wants to restore your life a hundred times over. But you've got to give it to him. He's not going to just come in and do it. You've been given dominion on this planet. And as long as you keep him out, he'll stay out. So if you are done 
with the way the world does things, where they have to depend on some corrupt government, not just talking about America, any government, to 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 feed them, to clothe them, to, to give them money. If you're done with that life, I want you to pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I repent of my sin. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that you rose him from the dead. And I thank you for filling me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. Amen. Do what Bryce did. Get involved in a church that that is so involved in with what the Holy Spirit is doing. They're not caught on what happened 40 years ago. They're not caught on what's going like a revival's coming. No, you don't need that. You need something now because God is moving now. He's all he's been moving for thousand like two thousand years. You know, just because mainstream history tells you, you know, we don't believe in that stuff. It doesn't matter. God is moving and he, he's ready to get you involved. He wants you to participate. He doesn't want you to miss a thing. The Bible says that heaven is rejoicing over you joining in the move of God. Not just in the move of God, but in the family of God. So yeah. we're happy you're here. We love you. Bryce loves you. I know he loves you. He probably loves you a lot more than I do just because, you know, he, he's Bryce. But... <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, we we love you here, guys. And um, is there anything yeah, else you want to say? To well, I mean, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family. You know, you're a part of part of what God's doing now yeah. on this earth, and and we'll see each other in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Unless we see each other like a camp meeting or something. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see you before. Yeah, but, but you know, I understand what you mean. But anyway. Uh, I'm going to let you guys go, and uh, I'll see you guys in the next podcast. I love you guys. Bye. I love you.